This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out on old Dan again at this time, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we pray that the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, will prize open some of our folks' heart and let the gospel of the light of gospel shine in there and open hearts to see and uh, raise the lids on the eyes that have been sealed. We're blinded by Satan, many of our folks, and we see that today. We're in that falling away time. We saw that study on the apostasy, how our people have fallen away, gotten away from the truth. Men won't have the gospel now, even if they hear it, except by the grace of God. So we're looking at this study on blood redemption. And in our last study, we saw there where Eve ate of the forbidden fruit. And let's, let's see what it said. Then it was she reached forth her hand and took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. Now, I mentioned there in that study how that later on we'll see where uh, Satan blamed Eve. Isn't that the way it is? We always blame somebody. And then Eve blamed Satan. Old Satan took the blame, didn't he? I don't know if he ever took it or not, but he was to blame. But surely they could have both taken the blame. They became degraded, powerless, enslaved, enslaved by Satan, conscience-stricken, and terrified, and they find themselves shut out from God because they were chased out of the Garden of Eden where everything was at their disposal. Everything, my friend, the glory of God, which was their covering, departed, and their eyes were open, and they saw themselves wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, just two fallen creatures, my friend. You don't believe you're a sinner? Go back and look at them. Let's read that again. Listen, listen. The glory of God, which was their covering, departed. They were, their eyes were open. They saw themselves wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And that's what every individual, whoever gets saved, comes to see in a measure that they're wretched, have no value, have no goodness, have nothing. Oh, we're taught now. We're taught. A lot of times it's school children or uh, the Sunday school children are taught to love Jesus, to sing that little song, Jesus loves me. Uh, yes, I know because of the Bible. Yes, the Lord loves us. The Lord loves us, but he hates sin, my friend. They don't have a song that how Christ hates sin, do they? No, sir, they wouldn't have you believe that. They now knew that they were naked. This was the, some fruit of the tree of knowledge and good of evil. That's what happened. Alas, they become cowards. They begin to hide themselves from the presence of the Lord. That's what folks do. That's what folks do, my friend. Hide themselves. Yes, their eyes had been opened. They saw no fresh beams of divine light. They had no fresh knowledge of the divine glory of the Son of God. Their eating of the forbidden fruit produced shame and reproach, remorse, and anguish. Only shame, only reproach, only remorse and anguish. When they saw their nakedness and shame, the word said they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Oh, listen, you know how an apron covered only a part of the body? In that condition, they heard the Lord walking in the garden. They heard the Lord walking. They listened. They waited, and they didn't run to meet him. They never ran to meet the Lord. No, they hid. 
they were ashamed, and they were naked. They were naked. Did you know the trend of today in this world of ours is for our folks to go as naked as they can get legally? Did you, did you know there's a trend to do that? Not just our women folks. Many of them, many of them. God's people, God's people, God's child cannot go uh, on the beach anymore. You can't because you're corrupted. The girls now, the women, and the men too. I see the young men. Not, we don't just blame the ladies, the women. and It's just it's awful. I saw our paper last week where a young woman downtown here in Baton Rouge, uh, sat down on the street with no, no top on her clothes, uh, protesting the animal rights. And, and just, just sitting there bare, he wasn't ashamed at all to sit there bare, bare-breasted. And, uh, but, but that's Satan's. Satan has always dealt with nudity, my friend. Pornography today is so rampant on the scene that we see it and hear it in the paper, how they, and, and the Internet now is being used to, to snare people on those things. And, and uh, I, I just tell you, I, I don't believe we're going to be here long, do you? I believe I'll be here when the Lord comes. I will. I will. I had a man told me the other day, he said, Oh, Trailblazer, you're going to live another 20 years. I said, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. But you know why? You know why I, I, don't, I don't want the Lord to come? if I can be respectful and say that, because I have loved ones that's not saved. I have grandchildren that are not saved. I have a congregation that many are not saved. I have a radio audience out there with thousands, many who are not saved, not really caring about their soul. Do you care about your soul? My friend, let, let me just ask you this. Are you ready to go out into eternity? Are you ready to meet the Lord in the air, or will you be cast out? into everlasting uh, darkness. Did you know hell is going to be a dark place? No light. No light shining there. Not any light. I think so much about two verses, two passages of Scripture. One where the old rich man drove by the gate every morning. Lazarus, was, the old beggar, was laying there on the ground. The rich man never even cast his sight. Never even throwed him a crumb. And the Bible says, and he died. And in hell lifted up his eyes. Now, he didn't die and go to hell because he neglected the beggar. No, he just had no compassion for anyone except himself. And then the other man that I think a lot about, the farmer who was uh, sitting on his front porch one evening, and the bailers and workers were hauling in hay and grain and stuff. And he looked over there, and he saw that all of his barns were crammed full. The stuff was coming out the doors. And he was worried. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I, I, I don't have no place to put all this stuff. And he thought a minute, and he said, I know what I'll do. I'll build new barns, tear down them old ones, and build some new ones. And there I'll put all this, this reaping that they're reaping out there now. I'll put all that in there, and I'll say to myself, Soul, take thine ease. Eat, drink. Thou hast much goods laid up. And my friend, that's a beautiful story. That's a great story. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever, except the next verse. And the Lord said, Thou fool, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. This night, not tomorrow night, not some other night, 
we used to see some of the billboards on the highway where we'd have four or five young men sitting around a campfire on a creek or a river uh, with a fire and all of them drinking beer. And one of them would say, it can't get no better than this. Can't get no better than this. Beautiful scenery in the background, the snow-capped mountains and those things. But I thought about it. It can get far worse than this, my friend. If you never come to know the Lord, it can get far worse than that because hell is a living reality. The Bible says hell is enlarging itself to meet thee at thy coming. But you say, Trailblazer, who, who, is it, who is it enlarging itself for you, my friend, if you don't know the Lord? Oh, well, I'm a church member. Well, are you saved? Do you have a substitute? Has the blood been applied to your heart? We're speaking here on blood redemption. You know that salvation is by blood and by power, by the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed there on Calvary's cross, and by the power of God to take it, make it effectual in your heart. Have you ever sat and pled with the Lord, Lord, wash me in thy blood? I know that's the only way of salvation. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Lord, I'm such a sinner. The old trailblazer said, I can plead the blood. My friend, there's nothing in this life worth going out into eternity for. Because when, when your eyes close in death, that's where eternity is going to hold you. Like the rich man there who passed by the beggar. It said he died, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Seeing Abraham afar off, he cried for him to send Lazarus and dip his finger in water and touch the tip of his finger in water because he was burning in torment. Oh, my friend, I asked you this morning, tonight, wherever you are, are you prepared to meet the Lord? Salvation is a reality, my friend. This life is, is preparatory for, for coming to know the Lord. And you have been blessed by hearing the truth if you never hear it but one time, just this one time, I'm telling you that Christ died to save sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever taken your place as a sinner? Or are you too proud? Oh, I'm proud. I'm the, I'm the king's son. I'm the governor's son. I'm this and that and the other. But my friend, in, in God's sight, you're just a sinner. In your own sight, if you ever come to see yourself, you'll realize that you're just a sinner. And there's only one way of salvation, and that's coming to Christ, confessing your sins, repenting, turning to the Lord, crying for mercy, begging for mercy. You say, oh, well, I won't beg for nothing. Now, well, you will, my friend. If you ever see yourself lost, you'll beg for mercy. If you ever see a hell looming up, opening its gate, opening its mouth to swallow you up, because that's where you deserve to go. My friend, we're just lost. We're just sinners by nature. And uh, we hate God. Man hates God. Man won't have God to rule over him until he's saved. You say, what is salvation, Trailblazer? It's a deliverance. A deliverance from Satan. A deliverance from hell. A deliverance from yourself, my friend. Oh, self is our greatest enemy. We, we love self, don't we? We do. We're proud. Proud of everything. Proud of who we are. What we are. But the Lord, uh, we come down. Old trailblazer Pastor Shelton used to say, down, sinner, down, sinner, down at the feet of Christ. And every sinner comes down, my friend. The old trailblazer had to come down. You'll have to come down. And it's not a, it's not a pleasant thing. But the greatest thing in this life is to come to know the Lord. 
in the forgiveness of sin by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ there on Calvary's cross, and that scepter of grace is still being held out. Oh, the Bible says uh, he's not willing for any to perish. It says his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear, nor his arm shortened that he cannot save. My friend, would you just think about your soul? Would you take time out? Would you just take time out to think about where you're going to spend eternity? You know, we have all this tear-jerking things today. Well, I'm going to meet Mama and going to be Papa, see Papa and Mama in heaven. No, that's not true, my friend, unless you come to know the Lord. And then your emphasis on the blood of Christ, how precious. Precious is that blood, precious blood, precious blood. We may get that song out and sing it for you or play it for you in our next service. But this is the old trailblazer. Bringing you, thus saith the Lord, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. But there's hope, my friend. You say, is there any hope for me, Pastor? Yes, it is. For the, for the most terrible person that ever lived, But Barabbas was saved there at the cross, my friend. Remember the old trailblazer? If you would, write me. Let me hear from you. And help me with the broadcast just a little if you can. And then pray for me. Pray that the Lord would give me grace and strength to go on. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Thank you.